Good morning, good morning everyone. Nice to see your faces. Nice to see Christ in you, a good reflection. I hope you guys are feeling it. Is the yeah, thing yeah. Okay. okay. We're good, we're good. We're all good, we're all good. Are you guys, uh, how's the temperature in here? Yes, man, because like certain sections where you stand, it's hot, eh? Sheesh, but you guys are fine, eh? You can feel the, the things. Okay, no, that's great. That's great. We, we, yeah, we did okay. mount them. Okay. <laughs> Alrighty, so we are starting a new series today. How many of you saw that? Annie, do you have the graphic? Can you put the graphic up? You don't have it. Okay, it's called uh, Sin and Me. Now, how many of you, when you saw that, you thought it was a typo? You thought like we typed something wrong, you know? Not. Sin and me. Oh, you were quite excited. I like it. Eh? It's a strange one, eh? <laughs> Sheldon's like, he's like, hey, these pastors, what are they going to talk about now? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> now what, eh? Yeah, now what? Where are we? So the, the, the amazing thing is, is that, and, and Pastor Didi, you know, he has these things. Whenever we're ending a series, he's like, he calls us and he's like, I got the angle for the next one. I'm like, okay, let me go. And then when he said this one, sin and me, I'm like, oh, here we go. This is going to be a juicy one, you know, because let's be honest, as a believer, okay, as a Christian folk, we go to church. You know, we read our word, we sing worship songs, you know, all these things. But let's be honest, uh, uh, historically or maybe traditionally, you know, uh, Christians normally have more consciousness of sin than they do of God. True, true. I sensed it when people walked in here. When I was, that's why I was talking so much in the beginning because, you know, you can sense when someone is disqualified from connecting with God, you know. And, and it is our consciousness of sin that causes that. You know, we constantly uh, have a consciousness that is wrong, the consciousness that has regret, a consciousness that, you know, that, that there isn't enough and, you know, all the stuff I did badly, you know. And when we try and look at God, what happens is, is that we see how good he is. We see how perfect he is, you know, and all of a sudden we're like, Lord, I'm going to try tomorrow, not today. You know, you know what I'm saying? And, and religion has, uh, has taught us, you know, that don't worry, tomorrow you start new. You know, your slate is clean. I'm like, where does that go? Just because I went to bed and I woke up. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, you know, reset, click. Tomorrow morning, I'm going to start fresh. But five minutes after I woke up, I've got the first mark. And I'm like, oh, no. I know how this day is going to go. Are you guys with me? Is it making sense what I'm saying? Right? Anyone here understanding the being more conscious of your, your sin, yourself, your performance, as opposed to being more conscious of God? Right? Would you agree that that is a, a, a sort of, what's the word? Overarching mentality in the body? You, would you guys agree? I yeah, I think, I think it's fair to say that, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I mean, you, uh, and especially now, you know, everyone's talking about the fear of the Lord, you know? God wants holiness. It's the fear of the Lord. But then they don't go on to talk about God. They say, stop your sin. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There it is, sin in me. We got James Bond there. Who is that guy? We asked Didi to pose, but he was in Cape Town. So we had to get this guy. I don't know where we flew him in from. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. So yeah, there we go. The series is Sin and Me, right? Now, why did we separate the two? How many of you here, uh, where you would say in the past, oh, I'm a sinner? You know, anyone? 
At some point, you must have if you accepted Jesus, right? Or how many of you, when you think about yourself, you say, oh, I'm a sinful person, Pastor Tasso. You know, I'm just sheesh, man, you know? But then you find yourself in this confused space where, hold on, but the Bible calls me righteous. How then am I still conscious of, you know, this sin in my life? It's funny, sin is a Christian term. (laughs) I don't know anywhere else in the world that uses that. They all use it, eh? <laughs> sin. Actually, it sounds a bit weird, eh? Yeah, sin. Yeah. That's Afrikaans. Sin. Mason. Sin is mine, right? <laughs> you want? No. Is it not? Oh, sin is a sentence. In Afrikaans, sin is sentence. Okay. Yeah. What about where? Yeah, Magni Sinni. Sense, not making. Like what I'm doing now. Like Magni Sinni. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Creating sentences. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so what do we think about sin? I mean, what do you guys have been experiencing when you hear the word sin? You know, what is the picture that you get in your mind? Um, and, and, and that, how, how do you interpret that picture? You know, how does it feel to you? Mm. That's, that's one thing that uh, I think we need to to ascertain here. Um, any what, any what takers? It, yeah, any takers? Anyone? It's Look, dead. I mean, we've all sinned, so nobody's going to, when they come up with something, it's not going to be, oh, well, that's unique to you. You know what I mean? <laughs> but but so, I think it's important. I mean, let's, does anyone want to, like, if, so, so what, what I was talking about is defining terms, you know, so that we understand it correctly. So anyone here who wants to share when, when you yeah. think of sin or when you, the word, yeah, Cecilia? A continuous cycle that you can't overcome. Okay? okay. Yes. Wrongdoing. It's Wrong, like a behavior thing. Wrongdoing, yeah. Ash wants the mic. I'm giving you the nerd answer. It's anything you do apart from God. <laughs> okay. That's a theological I, answer. I just want to know how does it feel? Come up, yeah. Come quickly. Oh, yeah, there's a hand. <laughs> it feels shameful. shameful. Okay. okay, good, 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 good. Anything done without faith? Okay. Theological answers? Serving self? Yes, 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 yeah. Guilt, thank you. Embarrassment? Embarrass. Yeah, embarrassment. Shame, we got shame on this side as well. Okay. So those are the true feelings, am yeah. I right? Because that's what we're dealing at the end of the day. We never deal with definitions. <laughs> we deal with the feelings of, of um, either our actions, either our beliefs, you know, either um, our, uh, our thought life. Anything that the Bible says that makes you feel, I'm sure we've, we've said this definition so many times, anything that makes you feel less than who you are in Christ. Yeah. Okay, according to Romans 14, uh, we find out that anything that's, who said that that's not of faith? Jerry. Thank you, Jerry. Yeah, anything that's not of faith is sin. Now, remember, when, when we talk about faith, as we've said before, anything that we don't trust, in other words, mm. in who God says we are, 
who God says that what we have and what we can do, anything less than that obviously is sin. Another good definition of sin is, uh, because in, in Greek we've got so many, actually they, they say it's about seven to nine, but uh, they're, they're more than that, different words you've got uh, of sin. But the, the main one that we always use is the word amartia, which always means to miss the mark of experiencing the resurrected Lord and His abundant life. You're going to have to say that again while they're making notes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so sin, amartia, is missing a... The actual word means to miss the mark. Okay, but the mark of what? You know, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Yeah. So the, the glory of God is the target. Mm -hmm. What is the glory of God? We've always said in its very core definition, it means the view and the, the opinion of God, which is his reality. Amen. So unless I adopt his reality, I can't function in the world that he made, mm. including myself, isn't it? That's it. 100%. So I need to align myself with his thoughts. I need to align myself with, um, um, you know, his reality, his view of things. And when I begin to adopt that, I begin to experience the target, mm. the glory of God. That's it. So every time I miss that, it's called amartia, which means to miss the mark. And you know, when you start getting into those words where you're experiencing missing the mark, all other sins, sins, for example, there's another word, apistia, which is unbelief, anipakoi, which has to mean missing what I'm hearing. You can't hear properly because you've already missed the mark. Yeah. yeah. You know, and you're searching within you. Is this God? Isn't God? You know? Do you remember that incident where Jesus was actually speaking and to, to a crowd? And, uh, and it says there, and, uh, and Jesus heard the voice of God, but everybody around them heard a thunder. Mm. Right? Do you remember that? Yeah. How come he could hear and the rest? Was he specially anointed for him only to hear? No, it was for everybody. But he was tuned in. Mm. Am I right? 100%. And he heard. All right. And the rest could not hear. Why? The word there that we can use is anipakoi. In other words, I can't actually distinguish. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I can't obey disobedience, which enters into the next word. Mm. Disobedience. You know? And then when we stay too long in something, in disobedience, we enter in what the Bible calls anomia, which is iniquity yeah. and lawlessness. Because now you have embraced, um, you know, that, that your reality is the true reality. Mm. Man, I was just meditating, I think it was this week, last week, I, I can't remember, in my heart. And you know, in the scripture says, God is consuming fire. Mm. Man. You know, the minute you have a legalistic mind, you think is out there to get you. To burn you. Yeah. To burn you, yeah. yeah. But when you see and you read his names and you insert the names into that specific 
fire or passion. Suddenly, God is passionate for your provision. Amen. God Amen. is passionate in you for you to experience the healing. Amen. I mean, passionate. Hey? You know when passion comes inside of you? I'm sure you've, you've experienced that, or else you're not human. <laughs> you know, when passion comes, and it's, it, it, it's, it's like a burning inside, isn't it? It's something that's burning. Mm, mm. Hey? So that's how God feels towards you concerning His names. That's it. And that becomes important because suddenly you holding on to poverty within you while you're facing his passionate love of provision towards you, you can't stand it. Yep. Either you're going to release that or you're going to hold on to it and it's going to burn you. 100%. And I, and I think that's huge because if we, if we listen to all the... The feelings, you know, that people were saying is that, listen, when I do this, this is, these are the feelings. Yeah. Now comes in that struggle. It's like, okay, but I'm feeling embarrassed. I'm feeling shameful. I'm feeling guilty. But now the Bible tells me God is love and God loves me, you know. So that tuning in that you were talking about now where, where, where people heard thunder, but Jesus heard the voice of God, right? Um, that tuning in that takes place now is, okay, but then why then have we been told that the guilt, the shame, the condemnation, all this stuff is God's voice to us. Are you guys understanding what I'm saying? Because the thing is now, the thing is now is that there is always this thing that this what I'm feeling is how God feels about me. Are you guys with me? Right? Which is why in that scenario you have people hearing thunder and Jesus hearing the voice. I think it's, it was with Moses as well where... Uh, um, uh, uh, yeah, in the Old Testament, I don't know, Exodus or Deuteronomy, where the, uh, Moses was going onto the mountain, right? And for Moses, it said, Moses entered the cloud, but the people saw a storm. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's that tuning in of like, okay, this is a story. Remember, uh, when we, first of all, when we get born again, our sin nature has died. That's the first thing we need to, to remember. And what is the sin nature? Sin nature is the inherent fear that we have of not trusting who God is, according to his account, okay? So whatever he says about himself, we don't trust him, that he is that. So that inherent, that has come throughout, from, I mean, through the ages from Adam, that every single person is born with, when you accept Christ, that's died, that person died doesn't exist anymore but uh, what has happened is a lot of the experiences of that person who has died has been recorded in your physical body there's nothing wrong with your physical body but but the physical body participated in the unbelief participated in um uh, in the fear and therefore, it has now recordings in it. Okay? And that's, that's why in Greek we have two words. We have one called soma, which is the, the physical body, and then one that is called sarx, which is your, your flesh. So there's a difference here. Okay? So 
what happens is all these recordings after you get born again, you know, they sort of emerge within you because um, these recordings were imprinted in you uh, according to specific events that took place. So what happens when you get to similar events or you get to similar situations or you get to similar um, uh, people, these things are like you mashing a button and it comes up. Okay. So there's nothing wrong you know, obviously of being conscious of that because now you know how to deal with that. So why are we bringing this aspect of sin up is because you now have dominion, you have authority according to the new man that you are. And because the Bible says you've been sanctified or set apart, from this specific lifestyle that you led before, now you take the body, the Bible says, because in, in Romans 6.14, the Bible says that you now have died to sin. That's right. Okay? And that means you have died to that specific target in your life where you were going about to fulfill, like we heard, the, the, the selfishness or self, and now, like we were singing, we're living for God. Listen, when you were jumping up and down here about freedom, I hope you people understood what we were talking about here. You are free to love someone else without any ulterior motives. That's what you were singing, by the way. Because yeah. you were finding value in other people before you couldn't. Because you were slave to self. Yeah. Am I right? So this is the purpose, is to be able to know that whatever really comes up, I don't have to sit and obey it. Mm. Because now my body with all of its memories, with all of its failures and accomplishments as well, has these recordings are simply not me. That's it. And every time... Poverty comes up every time, sickness, every time unworthiness comes up, every time. It's all recordings that are in the body. It's not the true you. So we want you to know that. And once you know that, you will know how to use your authority over your body. Because that's what it means to be a priest within you because of the sacrifice that Jesus has done. And going into yourself, because of that sacrifice, death, burial, and resurrection, mm. now you become a king over your body and over the circumstances. Yeah. Where you're ruling your emotions, you're ruling your physical body, whatever is embedded in there, and you bring it into subjection daily under who you are in Christ and what you have in Him. That's it. I don't know if that makes sense Amen. to you, but so, that was a very good... Yeah. So, uh, question to address. So, so that's why the title of the message is Sin and Me. Yeah. See, it's not sin in you. It, it, you are not your sin. Are you with me? Like people say, yeah, you know, it's like, oh, I'm a smoker or I'm a this or I'm a... That's not you. That's the recordings 
that Tasso's talking about it. We're going to see in Romans 5, 6, and 7 what he's talking about about that because you see, the, the New Testament reality, guys, is so radical. It, it is something that not even the world, if they tried, could come up with something so radical, right? It's because you now carry the nature of God every single day, yet you see this, these recordings every day as well, yeah. right? And it's important to understand your new reality because otherwise what you're going to do is that you are going to connect to those recordings instead of connecting to who you are in Jesus. Yeah. Are you with me? Now, the more you connect to the recordings, okay, the cellular memory, you know, in my members, as Romans 7 says, right? The cellular, the, the recordings, what's going to happen is you strengthen that position. Yeah. Let's give him some examples. Yeah, okay. get some examples. Let's say, for example, you lost a business. So every time you go past that specific uh, uh, physical place where your business was or that area, what happens? All of those emotions begin to rise, emerge within you. Yeah. And then you start thinking now. The failure that you were because of this, you didn't take the right decisions, you didn't do this, you didn't do... See, the more you allow that to take place inside of you and to play out all the way until the end where you become and you feel unworthy and a nobody okay then listen like it or not you were conscious of it mm. okay so you, it's, it, that's how it is so you now have to go back in that specific physical place and you have to die to that You have to totally die to what that physical place represents. Mm. Mm. Okay? And the way you die to it, you say, well, the person that acted, acted selfishly, although this person well, that I was was born again, but acted out of selfish ambition. Didn't want to hear God. Heard God sometimes when it suited him or her, but didn't hear Complete, so therefore, I created a life that now that life speaks to me, which is recorded in me, and it says that I'm a failure. Therefore, I'm very scared to go back and start another business. Yes. Uh, and the longer you leave it, guess what's going to happen? Well, the longer this thing is going to be embedded, because now it's called self-talk, because you're talking now to yourself, and you tell that you're not good enough to open the business that you really want because that's where you gifted. Yeah. So you need to go repent it. Let's say you, f you have a guy or a girl that you meet and everything goes sour. Guess what? Similar people that you're going to face who have uh, uh, the same sort of, let's say, personality or similar personality or characteristics, even if they differ on the inside, mm. you know what you're going to do? You're going to take your experience, and because it's very similar, let's say if it's a dominant or a very uh, uh, outgoing person, and now your judgments that you had in the past, you're going to interpret it onto the person yeah. without you knowing their past. Yeah. But this person ignited in me and brought up all of my past experiences. That's it. Do you see that? Yeah. So you need to go now and stop. 
And if that, even if you don't go out with that person, but that person reminds me, you stop and bring them in your mind up and you repent. Mm. In other words, you're not going to rewrite that memory. That memory. Yeah. And you're going to say, I repent, I changed my mind about this. Okay, this is not how am I supposed to even have a relationship with a person. I've already judged them as worthless, mm. as not good enough, isn't it? So you make a repentance there. You change your mind about it. Mm. Now, that doesn't mean when you see those people, again, similar situations are not going to come up. But you know what's going to happen if you have repented. The emotional stink of something will go. That's it. It'll, you know, it'll come up, but it's not going to have an effect. Like, like, like that trauma. Yeah, like it's it like did before. Yeah. Okay. And then immediately you'll be able to overcome and see the person the way you decided to see them in Christ. That's right. Yeah. You guys get that? All right. So I think before we, we, we go further on that one, let's align our expectations. All right. Because traditionally it has been stop your sin for God. You guys heard that? All right. No, Bash, you, we have to do that. God is holy. God is righteous. God. Okay, but hold on. Um, before anyone even loved God, Jesus came and gave his life. Right? Are you guys with me? And you who believe have become a new creation. That's scriptural. Right? Second Corinthians tells us that. Right? <laughs> yeah, we, we believe we did. No, no, you know? no. I mean, this is serious. Yes, 100%. I mean, it's a scripture, but I hope you did. Mm. Each one of us, have you gone into your heart and seen yourself as a new creation? Yeah. In other words, being birthed by the very righteousness of Jesus. And, and that's the stuff that your spirit man has been made of. 100%. Have you made that real in your life? Yeah. That's know. what it is. And you, you need to ask that for yourself. It's a rhetorical question here, obviously. <laughs> you know, don't come and tell me. But I mean, <laughs> it's something that you need to answer to your heart. Mm. Do I feel that? Yeah. Have I put the effort to experience that? Yeah, 100%. So when we now on this journey as children of God, right, this process now where we're going along, where these recordings are coming up, right, it's important to understand where that expectation is placed. Are you with me? Because people say it's like, no, the, the traditional teaching, and, and it's not just in Christianity, it's, it's every religion in the world because it is a legalistic, it's a religious uh, uh, logic, right? And what does it say? Do well so that it can go well. Appease whatever deity they believe in. Are you with me? Jesus, for the new covenant believer, Jesus has made it well between you and God. I'm going to say this categorically. Jesus has paid the price. Right? That is it. It's done. All right? Can't be undone. It's not just going to go reverse or, you know, put a journal through or something. It's not going to happen. Okay? Now, the principle that we're talking about here now is that now that you are in that state, right, and because of Jesus, God has nothing else towards you except blessings, right? The problem that people have is then why do I feel guilt? If God has blessings for me, why do I feel shame? Why do I feel sorrow? Why do I feel embarrassment? Why do I feel all these things? Because you see, as much as your spirit became new and the Holy Spirit is now inside of you, your life going forward now is reprogramming all the recordings that Pastor Tasso was talking about this morning in line with what? 
in line with the experience that you're supposed to have in Jesus. Are you with me? Now, here's the thing. Over the years, right, and it has been developing since Adam and Eve, bloody Adam and Eve, anyway, <laughs> right? Since Adam and Eve, it's been developing that the moment that they chose to serve self, to, to choose life independent of God, they recorded a memory that was not in line with God's nature, right? Now, for thousands of years, from generation to generation, every generation that comes up, this process has been going. And it's compounding, and it's compounding, and it's compounding, and every person is now choosing experiences and creating memories independent of the nature of God. Now, you being a child of God, having been reborn now, do you know what your responsibility is? Is to reprogram all of that stuff in line with God's nature. But why? Not to please God. God is pleased with you in Christ. Not to be righteous or to be accepted by God. No, that's already done in Jesus. But you need to go and do that and know how to do that, right? So that you don't have limitations in your life. Hello? Listen to what I'm saying. Let's take the business example. Let's say someone has a gift for business. You're an entrepreneur, man. Yes, see, you can start a business every day. You identify opportunities. You're going. You're God-given gift, right? You have one traumatic experience. Let's say it cost you everything. A person backstabbed you. You know, whatever, that example that you gave, right? Now, to give up business forever, which is your God-given talent, right? Do you think it's what God wants for you for the rest of your life to never go touch it? Is it God's fault that that happened to you? No, it's not. Are you with me? But here's the thing. We could stay in that and still be children of God. We could stay in that and still be saved. But do you know what the problem with that is? Is that every time we come close to that situation, like you were saying, what are we going to do? Uh, all the pain comes back. The tears come back. The anger, the unforgiveness, the frustration. And what do you do? I'll never do that again. No ways. It's not for me. But you were doing it so effortlessly up until that point. Up until that trauma. Are you with me? And for whatever reason that that was done independent of God's guidance in the word, right? That caused that situation, right? Jesus has now given us an exit point from all of those things. Do you know what that exit point is? It's his righteousness. Are you guys with me? You see, when you go to these seminars on, you know, what's, his, what's that guy's name? That big guy, man, with the big teeth. What's his name? Huh? Robert, what's his name? Tony Robbins. I remember him with the big teeth, right? Man, that guy's got the worst stories I've ever heard in my life. Jeez, church, please don't listen to him, okay? But here's the thing. He's going and telling people, right? He's going and telling them, you're enough. You matter. You can do this. He's saying, but how do you know? What is your basis for saying that I'm, I'm enough? You know, like people, oh, I just want to let you know, you know, today that you matter. Why? Why do I matter? Tell me why. Are you guys with me? Because you see, for the feelings of guilt, shame, embarrassment, condemnation, you've got enough evidence. 
Yeah, that's the reaction. Sure, I got a mountain, but I got more than enough. I should be guilty. I should be condemned. I should be embarrassed. Are you guys with me? Right? But if the word of God says that you are now righteous, that you're a new creation, that you are redeemed, that you're sanctified, you're, you're holy, you're set apart, you're saved, healed, delivered, set free, made prosperous, sozo, you know, all these sort of things, what is your evidence? Any takers on that one? Is it you? Are you the evidence for that? Surely not. There is only one who gave us that evidence. What is, what is that evidence to us? It is the death, the burial, and the resur resurrection of Jesus. Are you guys with me? What does Romans tell us? Is that he was handed over to death for us and, and he was raised to life for what? For our justification. You know what justification means? Yeah. Do you know what justification means? <laughs> I heard all the answers. What does justification mean? It means you're justified. It means you have a reason to believe a certain way. There is evidence for you to believe that. Are you guys with me? Now, like this title, or that title, Sin and Me, is that now, as a believer, your job is to build the evidence that Christ has given you through his death, burial, and resurrection in your own heart. Do you know why? Because until you replace the evidence, right, that's, that's keeping you condemned, that's keeping you shameful and embarrassed, right, all the potential that you read about in here, you'll never realize it. And do you know that that's the reason why people give up on God? You know, they say, oh, no, religion, I, I gave up on God, you know. But ultimately, what religion causes is that it shows you an image of something that you can never take hold of. Hello. Are you guys with me? That you know, like, okay, God, but you say it's possible, but why can't I get there? You know why? Because you have made your identity your sin. If, if anyone here, for example, substance abuse, right? Now, we know in substance abuse, there is the element where the body, the physical body, uh, um, links to, it, it gets used to a certain substance. So, you know, like when you're detoxing, if any of you ever stop sugar, we'll use a, we'll use a serious thing like sugar, right? People think uh, drugs are serious. No, sugar's hectic. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, all of them, right? Use, uh, I think drug is important because the physical body obviously yes, experiences it. 100%. And I think heroin, if I'm not mistaken, is the one that is... Like the worst. Yeah, the worst. Like... Uh, what was the other one? Sugar or things that we eat. Yeah. Okay. And also the Bible talks about sex because sex is the thing that you do with your physical body and all the chemicals, you know, when you lie or when you steal, you don't have the same experiences in your physical body as you do when you're having um, indiscriminate, let's call it like this, sex. Okay. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah. So what happens is the recordings are taking place but in your physical body. That's the problem yes. here. Yes. Yeah. So, okay, so, yeah. Carry so, on. so here's the thing now in the physical body, right? You guys following so far? Okay. Now this is, listen, like I said, listen, walking with Jesus is radical, guys. I'm telling you, it's radical because not only when you accepted him, you became a new creation, but you have this, this loud sounding invitation 
to come and experience and partake of his very nature. But the hectic part about that invitation, he says, it's got nothing to do with you. You died. It's all got to do with him, right? So now let's take substance. Sorry, back to that point, yeah. So over time now, every time you're partaking in these things, what's happening, we, we understand the body is, is now becoming dependent on needing these things, right? But let's go back to why you're doing it. Because how many times people say, oh, I wish I could shake this thing. I've tried. I've gone to every workshop. I've gone to every course. You know, I've done every diet. I've, yes, man, I just can't shake this thing, right? But you know what's actually happening is that when you are met with guilt, shame, condemnation, embarrassment, all these things that you guys were talking about this morning, do you know what you automatically go back and do? Is that you connect to the experience that gave you a feeling to numb that. Yeah. And, and this is important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like for example, and, and we're gonna unpack it now. Now, uh, we'll close with that, right? We're gonna, we're gonna unpack that just now. Uncle Trev's upset because we're closing. Sorry, man, Uncle Trev, you know. <laughs> Every time he sees me on Sunday, I was like, Bash, you guys just get warmed up and then you say you're closing with this. What is wrong with it? <laughs> you agree. If we get a unanimous vote, we'll continue. All in favor, raise your hand. Ah, oh, it was like three. Okay, it's fine. No, we'll, we'll end. It's okay. No. <laughs> okay, I'm getting off my point. Let's focus, Bash. All right. Now, you go back to that experience, right? Because now you feel guilt. You feel shame, condemnation, like you're not enough. So immediately, right, what do you do? You, I'm like, I'm going to get myself out of this. I'm going to go back to what made me happy. I'm going to go back to what gave me purpose, to what made me joyful. You know, all these sort of things, right? These people who are partying from Thursday night to Monday morning, going to work, getting drunk, partying, all that stuff, whatever. Irrelevant what they're doing, right? The motive behind it is what? It's to shut off. Click. It's to shut off that overarching guilt, condemnation, shame, all that sort of stuff. Are you guys with me? So whenever we're talking about this, this sin and me. Yeah, just on yeah, that point. yeah. Now, let me, let me kick a sacred cow that I don't know, um, you know if you guys know about it. Um, and the sacred cow is soul ties. Now, they've told you that when you go and you sleep with someone. You went for the big one, eh? Yeah. You go and now you've created soul ties with them. You pick up their demons. You pick up their... Uh, ancestry uh, uh, Nephilims, I don't know, whoever. And <laughs> hey, stay away from those ones, guys. Yes, you could choose better. <laughs> well, that is not true. You don't get soul ties. You know what you? You know what soul tie means? It means you connected to the desire that you had, mm. not the person, the desire. Like when you eat something, like we were talking about, or when you take drugs, it's not the experience of that you're having on that specific mo moment with that, you know, that uh, 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 the pill, whatever, yeah, or that body that you're, no, 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 no. It's the interpretation and the expectation that you had when you experienced this and how you connected, mm -hmm. how your soul connected to it. That's right. 
That's a heavy one. Yeah, but, that, that, yeah, the, but I'm telling you, that, that is exactly what happens. Yeah. Because they always tell us all these type of funny stuff, mm. you know. Mm. It's your experience and the amount of experience That's and it. the expectation to the degree that it was fulfilled that your soul connected to it. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Okay. So that's important to know. You know, that's why I stopped you. Yes, yeah. Because you know, you were moving to the next thing and I wanted to bring this out. It's very important. And and it's important to also say with the desires, right? I mean, and we've touched on this before, guys. Your desires are not bad. Your desires are God given. Right? Do you know what, what's, what the bad part is? Is when you choose to fulfill them independent of God. That is where you're going to get hurt. That's where corruption is going to come into your life. Right? And that's where people start saying, it's like, I don't know why God did this to me. Hey, but just rewind a bit. It's always our decisions or someone else's that affect our lives. Are you with me? So now when we talk about like those, you know, you know, when we, I pray God gives you the desires of your heart, your heart. Hallelujah. Praise God. But like Daron shared in Psalms this morning, let him lead you there. Are you with me? Because the death only came in when Adam and Eve decided that they were going to fulfill their desire independent of God. Are you guys with me? So when we're talking about this principle of sin and me, we drew the, the distinction, you are not your sin, right? You are not. If you are a believer, right, you are righteous by the blood of Jesus. The Holy Spirit is alive inside of you, right? But that does not mean now you are powerless, right, against these feelings that you're having, that you're powerless against these vices, because what does Paul say? He says, awake to righteousness and sin not. What? Right? And people think sin is smoking, drinking, you know, all this sort of stuff, whatever. It's not, guys. The, the, the sin is you are going to live independent of God. What that produces is smoking, drinking, stealing, all that sort of stuff. Are you with me? That's the thing, because now, if you want to feel love, right? If you want to feel, you know, uh, intimacy in a relationship and all that stuff, God has a way for you to do that that is not harmful. That's not going to cost you. That's not going to hurt you. He's got a way to do that that is rewarding and fulfilling. Do you know why? Because that's how he designed it. Are you with me? If you want to do business in a way that is not dangerous, God has a way for you to do that. So you can avoid those traumatic experiences, you know, that we were talking about. Whatever it is, guys, God has a way to lead you to life that's not going to cost you. That's not going to hurt you. Are you with me? But what we have to come back to is that how I lived before, I cannot now apply as a child of God. Right? So when I had a desire, what did I do before? I just went off, made a plan. I, I, I went into the world, I Googled. I was like, okay, who offers this? And then who's going to give it to me for the best price? Hello? Hello? Yeah, right? We've all done that. I feel like it. You know, like when, you, when your mouth starts going, and then you open Mr. D app. 
Yeah, everyone laughed. They're like, oh, that's that what Bash means when he says that. Okay. <laughs> you know, and then you start scrolling, and then you've got the categories at the top, like mm, sushi, pizza, dessert, you know, all these things, right? We don't live like that anymore now when it comes to the matters of our heart. What, how are we supposed to live now as new believers? Because we understand that the consequence is, is that if I carry on going in that direction of choosing my own way to be fulfilled and satisfying my desires, I need to have consciousness of the fact that I am just writing more memories. I'm causing more damage. Are you with me? But the life God has called me to is abundant. Are you with me? It's a whole, complete, healthy, prosperous life. Are you guys with me? So let's go to Romans 7 quickly. I don't know if there's anything else you, you want to add on to the, to the thing. Yeah, because I'm, I'm wary of time. So, but are you guys understanding what we're talking about this morning? Right? To Sheldon's question earlier, you got the roadmap. You're understanding, right? We drew the distinction. You are not your sin. And you have to now, as a child of God, in your own responsibility, ladies and gents, you have to take the journey now to replace the evidence you've been carrying to be punished, condemned, sinful, embarrassed, shameful, right? All that evidence that you've been carrying, you now need to put it to death. Just as Jesus died, you need to put it to death so that what? You can experience his life. Are you with me? Now, who can agree this is not what you conventionally hear in church? Right? Lo and behold, that's the problem. Because <laughs> this is the gospel. Are you with me? This is what Christ came to give us. So Romans chapter 7, and I want you guys to go and think about this one, right? So let's go to verse, uh, uh, verse 14. Yeah, let's go to verse 14. Oh, no, 15, 15, 7, 15. I mean, you know this one. This is, man. I think when we broke, broke down uh, Romans chapter 7, uh, when we were in lockdown, you know, we did our online things. Romans chapter 7 was probably like three hours maybe, maybe three or four hours. We had lots of fun. But anyway, you guys take this down, and I want you to go and think about this this week, all right? And the podcast will be up tomorrow. You can go download it and listen to it, whatever. But think about this, guys, because, you know, we're not telling you here to come and perform for God now. We're telling you it's done. God's viewpoint of you is not going to change. God sees you exactly as he sees Jesus. Amen? That's biblical, right? So this journey that you are to go on now is to take this journey with God, right? So that you can put your hands on your inheritance. So that when you walk in here, you don't automatically confess, oh no, I'm blessed coming in, I'm blessed going out, brother. You know, the Lord is good. You know, it's all good, brother. Saying it in a desperate attempt to try and convince yourself. No, we want you to experience the life where you're carrying that in your heart. Where everything that you do is from that same belief that, man, I am righteous in Jesus. I am blessed because he's with me. Are you with me? Not that I'm trying to be blessed or I'm trying to be righteous. Amen? So check here. Romans 7, uh, 15. I said, hey, I said 15. Yeah. Now listen to this, right? Now a lot of people, sorry, Tasha, I'm taking this phone because this wind is, <laughs> yeah. Now a lot of people says Paul was, Paul was copying out here. A lot of people say, listen, nah, brah, that's, a, that's a, not a lacquer road to take, right? It sounds like you're not taking responsibility there. Listen to what he says. He says, I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, I do. 
And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. As it is, no, as it, is it is no longer myself who do it, but it is sin living in me. Marapol, but you did it. You can't say it's the sin in you that did it, but he's right. Hold on. You're enjoying that one. Yeah, you like that one. <laughs> right? For I know that good itself does not dwell in me. That is in my sinful nature, my flesh, like you're talking about, S-A-R-X, socks, right? For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. For I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do, this I keep on doing. Anyone agree with this? You know this cycle, right? When you try and not have a chocolate bar for a day. <laughs> um, now, if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it, but it is sin living in me that does it. Whoa, hold on a minute. Yeah, now we're getting radical. Yes, see, what are these guys preaching in the church? These guys are saying it's not them, it's the sin. Yes, because you being just like Christ, how can you sin? Oh! That's a bit hectic. Now listen, if you murder someone and you go stand in court and you tell the judge, no, my sin made me do it. I'm not advocating any of that. That is not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that it is this new creation that Christ has made us, right? We need to accept the creation that we are based on how the Bible tells us. Because you see, when you become reborn and your spirit comes alive and the Holy Spirit becomes one with you, right? You don't stop all your stories. Are you with me? Because your stories exist in your soul. And what Jesus is telling you to do, right? Or, sorry, what, what Paul is, is pointing out here is that I refuse to identify with that any longer. That's a good place to clap. Who clapped there? Yeah. <laughs> That's what he's saying. Guys, look what he says. He says, now if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it, but it is sin living in me that does it. Now he understood this process of the memories, you know, like you were talking about, this, this, this track that gets recorded. And he realized, he's like, but wait a minute. If I'm a son of God and if I am righteous and if I am in him, then these things that are coming up is not me. Hello? These things that are coming up is not who I am. Those things are the memories of who I was. Amen. Are you guys with me? Are you seeing now how you need to renew your mind to what we're explaining about this series, guys? Because I'll tell you one thing. Living with God is effortless. Tussle, please. I mean, do we have a better word than effortless? It's, it's pleasurable. It is, it is the greatest thing that you could ever experience. And then you get preachers who say, if you only knew what it cost me to walk with God. I'm like, but you have no clue. It's not what you're doing or, you know, all that stuff. If you are not free from this, what Paul is explaining here, you're never going to have the pleasure of walking with God. Are you with me? If you, if you don't follow through on this process that we're going to take over the next couple of weeks, you're never going to have the pleasure of walking with God because you are still going to identify with those things and you're not going to identify with Jesus. Because you see, the point we want to get you to is that you are so persuaded right? 
about who you are in Jesus and your conviction in your heart is that I am righteous through faith and faith alone, right? We want you to experience the empowerment now that comes of being free from the memories of the old man. Amen. Are you guys excited about that? Uh, hello? Are you excited about that? Now, please, this is going to be up either, yeah, it'll be up by 12 tomorrow on our podcast. Go back and listen to this because I'm telling you, the journey we're going to take over the next couple of weeks with this, you are going to start experiencing, right, if you choose to apply this in your life, right? And it's not try harder or anything. It's repent. Change the way you've been thinking and start doing it God's way. You're going to start experiencing life in a way you never thought possible. You know, I've had specific moments in my life, and I'm sure... You could agree, Tasso, where, you know, you don't always have it figured out or whatever, but you know, I'm going to trust him, you know. I know who I am in him. I know what he's leading me to. And man, he will lead you along the way and you start having, you know, this, this overwhelming sense of who he is in your heart. You start uh, uh, identifying opportunities, you know, and things start materializing in your life where you just sit back and you cry. And I'm like, Lord, I could have never achieved this by myself. I could have never put my hands on this. And he's like, exactly. That's why it's about a life in him. Amen. This is not just a theoretical thing when I go to bed at night, I'm depressed, I'm, I'm emotional, I'm, I'm shameful and everything, but no, thank you God, I'm righteous. <laughs> no. Walking with Jesus is real. Amen. His nature is real. It's not theory. And we want you guys to experience that. Amen. Can we give God another round of applause, please? All righty. Praise the Lord. So I think that's us for this morning. Yeah. It was a, it was a kicker part one, right? But uh, we are going way. We're not going to go to the same level in, uh, on Sundays that we do in discipleship school. Discipleship school is... Phew, it's, it's, we go to the max depth. So if you guys want more of that action, please uh, speak to Ads afterwards for Discipleship School, and he's going he's gonna to get you there. But every head bowed, every eye closed. If I can have the maestro, please. Grant with his beautifully melodic fingers. Thank you, Jesus. Let's just take a moment now. Just ponder on this, guys. Just ponder on what you heard this morning, and, and just conceptualize and realize, wow, Jesus did something for me that nothing in this life could have given me. He gave me an entire new identity. He gave me an identity that is righteous, not sinful. He gave me an identity of honor, not shame. He made me innocent, not guilty. He puts no condemnation on me. Amen? Just take a few minutes. I'm going to let Grant play for one or two minutes. And whatever you've been feeling this morning, or in your life at the moment, not necessarily this morning, but during the week or whatever, all those things that are coming from the memories that Pastor Tasso explained this morning, take a deep breath and let your shoulders down. And say, thank you, Jesus, that that is not me. 
feel the weight just drop off your shoulders right now. Because through this beautiful gift of salvation, Paul says that therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And believe I want to tell you this morning, you are in Christ Jesus. Those things of the old man, they're dead. Right now, just feel the weight drop off you. Exhale, take a deep breath and let your shoulders down and choose to believe the words of Jesus. Disconnect and say, that is not me, Lord. I am righteous as you are righteous. I am blameless as you are blameless. I am holy as you are holy. Thank you, Lord. Father, I thank you for every person who heard this word this morning and is going to hear it. I pray, Lord, that wherever their hearts are open, Holy Spirit, help them. Help them where their hearts are open, Lord, to, to take that word and, and, and put it in their hearts, Father. Right now, in the name of Jesus across this room, I see every heart over here starting to light up, Lord. I see every person standing tall. I see every person looking up towards you, Father. I see them free from guilt. I see they're free from shame, from condemnation, purely based on faith in who you are, Lord Jesus, and what you've done for us. Righteous only by faith. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Come on, give God one more round of applause. Now, we're going to show you, we're going to show you how you're supposed to walk while dealing with these things and still being righteous. Because the only definition you have of righteousness is that you're righteous in Christ. Nothing you can do can make you more or less righteous. Are you with me? We're going to show you how to deal with these things over the next couple of weeks. So if you have religious friends who are struggling with all their legalism and their laws and their standards, bring them. It's challenging, but if we want what Christ has for us, let's do it the way he said we must do it. Amen. Guys, we love you lots. Grace and peace. And we're going to see you next week. Cheers.